microbes start to build biofilms all throughout the circulatory system of the plant. The node, the shoot, the roots, the tip, the phloem, xylem, uh, so on and so forth. And the microbes actually create biofilm. And what that biofilm does, it actually allows the plant circulatory system to uh, expand and increase. So when the plant goes through photosynthesis, there is more room for sugar uptake within the plant. You're listening to Crafting Cannabis with your hosts, Early Bird Auto Grows, Blackwater Grows, and Reuter Allister. All right, we are back. Today we have uh, we have Brett from Microbe Life Hydro, or Hydroponics, sorry. You could go whichever way you want. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're excited to talk to you, man. Thank you for coming. Oh, I'm yeah. excited to be here. Thank yeah, you for man. having me. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. So uh, this is a serendipitous time for you to be on, too. I just got your uh, foliar and root dip in the mail. And I, I, put, oh, nice. it, I put it on some plants uh, two days ago, and they're loving it. They just prayed within a few hours. It was great. Yeah. Beautiful. That's what we yeah. like to hear. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Perfect. Yeah. So, of course, that got me all curious. And these guys have been telling me about Photosynthesis Plus and some of the other stuff for a while. So mm-hmm. definitely curious to try out more of that. But uh, I guess just to get us going, tell us, uh, that might be a cool thing for listeners just to get their heads in the topic. What is that foliar doing when those microbes get on the leaves? Maybe just okay, tell us so a little bit about we, what's, what's going on there. We could jump right in there. If we're talking sure. about, let's say, the Photosynthesis Plus, so to speak. So the Photosynthesis Plus is pretty dynamic in the consortium and formulation that rests within the bottle. Uh, this formulation, you know, has been used on hundreds of thousands of commercial crop agriculture for the last 20 years uh, around the globe for traditional crops for human consumption, wheat, soy, corn, specialty crops like grapes and citrus and so on and so forth. And um, about 12 years ago, we decided that the cannabis and hemp cultivators did not have access to a product of our nature. There were products out there, so to speak. But um, I know I'm digressing a little bit, but this will lead up to answering your question. Um, I know that um, there was a lot of products out there that could have been microbes out there, but they didn't work. It was either just marketing fluff uh, or the microbes just didn't say what they said they did. And knowing what ours could do and the accomplishments we've had around the globe, we wanted to offer this for the cannabis, uh, you know, cultivator, professional or novice grower. And the bottom line is what the photosynthesis plus is achieving is through, I mean, besides it doing many, many, many things, but the, the top down three bullets that if I was either at a trade event and I had 30 to 30 seconds to a minute in the box to explain what the product does, it allows the plant to go through photosynthesis in a more efficient way. Uh, what does that mean? So plants go through photosynthesis and the basic biology 101 of that explanation is the plant, you know, turns and converts the carbon from the sun into energy in the plant via sugar. Uh, and in nature, plants could only, let's say, utilize a small amount of that sugar through photosynthesis because it's processing other areas of sustaining its life or concentrating on other areas of its life. So when our microbes are entered into the plant uh, via a foliar spray, or if you're putting it right into your reservoir or right into your soil or your uh, direct feeding, 
the bacteria get inside the plant circulatory system rather quickly within about a 45 minute span whether it's going top down from the leaf down to the grow medium or from the grow medium up to the leaf it's about a 45 minute process and the microbes start to build biofilms all throughout the circulatory system of the plant the node the shoot the roots the tip the phloem xylem yeah so on and so forth and the microbes actually create biofilm and what that biofilm does it actually allows the plant circulatory system to uh, expand and increase so when the plant goes through photosynthesis there is more room for sugar uptake within the plant so when our microbes are now introduced into the plant and it gets inside the cellular structure of the plant it allows the plant to feed itself more the more it feeds itself the faster the growth, the more disease, pest, and pathogen resistant a plant would be, because a healthier plant will, you know, to, you know, wear off those situations, you know, rather easily with a healthy plant. Um, it will allow the plant then also to convert photosynthesis again quicker. So we're just speeding up the overall process with our microbes by feeding itself more carbon from the sun into sugars. And another area that we talk about, one of the other bullet points, is light collection. So plants, of course, by nature are light collectors. That's what they do. But they have a cap at what type of spectrum of light they could take. And our microbes have a much wider spectrum, much wider light collection spectrum than the plants do. So when the microbes now are inside the plant, it actually allows the plant to take in more available light that it's being given. So mm -hmm. whether you're growing indoors or outdoors, artificial light versus natural sunlight, it's going to allow the plant to take in more light through that process. The more light it takes in, the more photosynthesis conversion that happens. Uh, so you can see the process, what we're doing here. Uh, and then the third thing, the third main bullet point that we usually hit on, if I had that you know, few seconds in the batter's box, so to speak, is that we all feed nitrogen to the plants as a food source, but that needs to go through the rhizosphere, whether you're growing in soil or through your grow medium. So it goes down through the bottom to the top. And in the atmosphere, there's, about, I think, roughly 77% atmospheric nitrogen uh, in the air that's unavailable for the plants to use. And our microbes are nitrogen fixating microbes also in that consortium in the Photo Plus and that allows the plant to convert the atmospheric nitrogen directly at the foliar level. So you are constantly taking in atmospheric nitrogen, creating a food source for your soil or your grow medium uh, all day long. And the combination of those three bullets, so to speak, is what's really dynamic and extremely different from other microbes on the market or other products out there that uh, you know, you know, use similar bullet points, higher yields, better flavors, better aromas, you know, you know, all, all the the, the high-end bullet points that most companies use these days. But that's what really sets us apart from anything out there, and it's it's quite dynamic. And the product has a really nice shelf life, and uh, about uh, two years once it uh, you know, once it leaves our facility in Florida, and then once you crack the seal, it's about a six-month shelf life. And the really nice part about it is it's a complimentary product. We don't expect cultivators to stop using what they're using with that product, you know, what they're using or what nutrient program they're using. We don't care what nutrient program you're using, but if you use this along with it, 
the nutrient companies really enjoy it and enjoy when they work with our Photo Plus because we are aiming for plant health and soil health or grow medium health. And the healthier the plant is, the better and more efficient, let's say, it will metabolize and break down the nutrients that you're buying. Mm-hmm. So we actually, in turn, make the nutrients, no matter what brand you're using, work more efficiently. So that's, awesome. that's yeah. And I think one of the last key items that I really like to tell uh, the community, the cultivation community about, is that each bottle of Photosynthesis Plus is grown in each bottle. It's an ecosystem in a bottle. So really, what does that mean? We're not taking it from a 5,000-gallon drum and just pumping it into a gallon or a quart or a pint bottle and just capping it and you know just putting it out into the market. The consortium is blended in that bottle that it comes in. Then it goes through a five- to seven-day fermentation process within our laboratories in Florida, and that's the, uh, a little bit of the secret sauce that we have here. That it, you know, it's all born in each individual bottle. Wow, yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. That's cool. It's yeah, it's very, it's very neat. It yeah, very like that's neat. a that's definitely a selling point. Like that's cool. So it's like yeah. like yeah. back like back sweetening kombucha or beer, kind of. So like you get that extra power in the bottle. Almost yeah, you know, enough. if you want to if you want to look at it like that, yes, I, yeah. I mean it's very powerful in there. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of other microbial companies will say out there or they'll say on their marketing, look, this one bottle contains, you know, 500 million, you know, CFUs, colony forming units of microbes in this bottle. And that sounds like an impressive number. But what are those microbes doing? If the microbes in that bottle, they could be earth friendly microbes. They could be nice. But if, if the mode of action of the consortium isn't directly going after plant functions or soil functions or it's maybe going after one or two. It's, you know, the number, it's just a vanity number to say that we have all these microbes in our bottle, unless we really know that those microbes all have a specific mode of action to, you know, help the plant. Totally. Nice. So what, uh, what's your training? What's your background? And we should, well, it, I'm sorry, I think we introduced it, Brett. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I am Brett. I'm actually one of the founders of Microbe Hydroponics uh, 12 years ago. Uh, we go a little deeper than that, though. Uh, our company, Ecological Laboratories, who produced the brand, we are uh, founded in 1976 uh, in New York, on Long Island, New York. Uh, we started in other markets before we got into the traditional agriculture market with our microbes uh, that were very diverse, um, targeting markets, commercial markets uh, for septic tanks where the microbes would go into, uh, you know, polluted areas and break down the waste and, uh, you know, eliminate odors uh, in septic tanks, septic systems. Then we were going after um, farming, hog farms, manure, uh, where the manure pits where you would have a hog farm or you would have a, uh, a processing plant that would have, you know, the slaughtered animals uh, and they would go into football fields 10 feet deep full of waste. And our microbes, we were targeting that market for a very long time. And our microbes would break down the solids and all the organic matter and get rid of the odors. Uh, so those were a few markets. Uh, and then lake and river remediation, uh, what was other areas that we got into. And then we spun off into consumer markets for um, home use for backyard ponds. People have backyard uh, ponds and koi fish or home aquariums. Um, retail septic, 
And we've started to develop our microbes into different formulations that could better fit each market we were going into with tailoring the consortium to work more efficiently in each specific market. So we were founded again in 1976. And as I was traveling the country extensively selling our retail products that would really show up for sale in consumer lawn and garden centers, traditional lawn and garden centers around the country. And the more trade shows that I would do on the West Coast, you know, being that I was in New York and, you know, cannabis cultivation obviously was not nearly as advanced as it has been, you know, in the West Coast or Pacific Northwest or Colorado, so to speak. Uh, it really opened my eyes and changed my view of a market that was untapped for microbes at that point. So the more trade shows that I went to, I started seeing more of the quote unquote back then, the tomato growers and different lightings coming out and the word hydroponics kept coming up, coming up, coming up. And, and you know, a light bulb kind of went off in my head and said, you know, we're, you know, our microbes are very effective in traditional crop agriculture, you know, for large farms around the globe. Uh, and, you know, now it's time for us to offer this to cannabis cultivators cultivation. And to be honest, I had to push two years uh, at the company and uh, we are a family owned and operated business. I am second generation. My father and uncle started the business in 1976. And when I was pushing them saying, hey, we need to really focus on cannabis cultivation, uh, you know, they weren't against it at first. They were really never against the, the concept, but it was just, it's never the right time. We have other markets we're into right now. Can we afford to now launch a brand new line? I mean, the backing to take to develop the line, you know, artwork, label, creative, launching, presentations. It's, it's mm -hmm. costly. And it was always, do we have the right time to do this? Is now the time? And after two years of me really believing in the market, being a fan of cannabis since I'm in high school to begin with, you know, I really pushed him to the brink and said, this is something we need to do. We're missing the boat and we're missing a large opportunity. And I think for them to get me off their heads, they finally said after two years, just go do it, just go do it. Uh -huh. And obviously, you know, <laughs> a green light of saying, let's go do it is, you know, it's easy to say, but there's a lot of work behind it. And the first two years after we came up with the brand name, and at that point we put the word hydroponics in the brand because it was such a catchphrase and what cultivators were looking for. Uh, the one mistake that it was, growers that were not growing hydroponically didn't know the product was for them. So, you know, one of the things sure. I'd like to say is our products, albeit the brand has hydroponics in the brand, our product can work in soil, hydroponic, aquaponic, aeroponic, DWC, uh, container farming, freight farming, vertical farming, and CEA, controlled environmental agriculture um, systems. So we could work with anything. So if any of your listeners at this point were saying, well, uh, you know what, I don't grow hydroponically, you could still tune in because this is for you because we could be grown, uh, our products could be grown in any medium. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. And the first Good. two years were a complete religious crusade. No one bought the product. We went to trade show after trade show after trade show back then, and we just sampled the country. And then after about two years of sampling the country, every, you know, and a lot of hard work. Listen, there's hard work that's involved. You need a product that works. And uh, it started to happen for us. And then now, 12 years later, we're still here. And, uh, you know, we are, we're still, we're still very uh, fortunate to be here with a lot of ups and downs in this industry over the last few years. But our products really bring a value to the cultivators, whether they're growing on a small scale, mid scale, large scale. And we continue to keep uh, growing our brand.
Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so you, the photosynthesis plus, can we use that in a reservoir or does it? Nope. You could, you could put it right in your wrist. You could you go right like into a, the like reservoir. Air stone or anything to keep oxygen mixed into the water or. I mean, listen, does air stones help in a microbe in a microbial environment? Yes, the aeration helps, but if there was no aeration, it's not going to uh to to, to not allow the microbes to work. So aeration's nice, it's not necessary. Okay. Cool. Um inside these bottles, I've been using this stuff for a couple of years now. Yep. Inside the bottle, there's always like a film on one side or the bottom or whatever. And for the longest time, I used to shake the shit out of these bottles because I felt like I was missing something. Like I wasn't getting whatever that was. What is that? Okay, first of all, that's one of our most frequently asked questions. So you, you hit the nail, <laughs> yeah, the nail on the head there because if I could tell you how many times we answer that question a week and still trying to put out that information, but it's, it's a valid question. You look at that bottle and you'll see that streak or that biofilm. Yeah. And you say, well, I got to get in there and agitate it and shake it up. What is that streak? So our microbes do go through a fermentation process underneath grow lights in our own grow room, which I'm sure you've probably even seen our grow room that I've been in on our Instagram and all that, showing the microbes growing, right? And showing them in the fermentation process. The microbes react to heat and light source, just like when it's in the plant. That's what allows the plant to start praying. When you use the microbes, it starts and and the microbes in there, it starts sticking up praying towards the sun in our grow room. And once it leaves our grow room, the microbes are looking for a heat. So when the microbes are positioned unlabeled in our grow room, because it needs to be unlabeled when it grows to catch the light, there's always one part of the bottle that the microbes start to develop a, uh, a, a greater passion for in the bottle because it's feeling the light or the heat coming from one specific area. And then specifically either in transit, if it's on the truck going to a distributor or to a retailer, or if it's even sitting on a shelf in a retail store and it's feeling the light coming in from one area, the microbes will start to go to that one spot. So that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the microbes reacting to where its biggest heat and light source is. So, but there are so much, the, the consortium is so deep of microbes. All you have to do is agitate it and really shake it up really well. And if you don't get that streak of microbes off the bottle, you're not losing anything. There's so much in there. Even if it, you know, it's not, it's, but if you emptied the bottle out and had that one streak there, the product is still so effective. You don't need to scrape that bottle off. We yeah. do suggest agitate and give it a good shake. But that film you see is just the reaction to where the, the, uh, the microbes are attaching themselves to the bottle where it's feeling, feeling the heat and light source. So if, if they like heat and light, should we store them? Would it, would it be beneficial to store them in a, a well-lit area with that's decently warm? No, no. Actually, you know, uh, that's another very good question. There's no the, – the real red flag I give for storage of the product is an extended period of high heat. What does that mean? Hours at a time, days at a time, in 119 degrees or higher, will cook the microbes. The heat will kill the microbes, Right. So let's just say that even happened and a cultivator used the product, it's not going to harm anything. There's just no microbiology left in there, just water, right? So even if a cultivator said, oh my God, I think I used, you know, I was stored bad, it's not going to harm the product. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not going to, um, 
Uh, it's only going to harm the product if it's in that extensive heat for a few days at a time. <laughs> However, it could completely freeze. The product could freeze solid. It could thaw out and it will still have the same efficacy from the day that it was left off facility in Florida. Oh, wow. Huh, yeah. Cool. So cold doesn't bother us, extreme heat, but in all the years I've been doing this, I mean, you know, I've come across someone who's storing the microbes in a warehouse where it would be that hot anyway. It's very far and in between, but that's, that's the facts. Anything over 119 degrees for a few days at a time could kill the bacteria and cold doesn't bother us at all. Well, I'd hope nobody's storing their stuff in a 119 degree environment. Of course. <laughs> no. You no. in the Southwest uh, in the summer. Yeah. 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 Like you yeah. in the RV. <laughs> um, don't leave it in your garage. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> i tell you what, the, the, the photosynthesis plus is the only product of yours that I've been using all this time. And, uh, it's been great, man. The, the results I get from this thing, like the trichome production since using this stuff is crazy. Um, but man, does it stink. I like to call mm-hmm. it a fart in a bottle is what I call it. Cause it's, it, it's, oh, yeah. it makes the whole house stink. Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. smell is part of the preservative process for the product. The smell is actually the food source for the microbes. So we add that part of our formulation that, you know, that sulfur smell, and that is actually food for the microbes. And if we didn't add that, the microbes would actually cannibalize, right? They would eat themselves. And then by the time the product left our warehouse, our lab, yeah. then warehouse got to either your local retailer or however you're purchasing our product, the uh, it could be back to water. So the smell is a necessary component as it's the food source for the microbes. Um, you know, we know it smells like rotten eggs. Uh, every market that we've been in, funny enough, I mean, whether if it's a, a you know if you had a home aquarium and you were using a, a a microbe that we developed for you know home aquariums that you would find for the fish keeping hobby, we've overcome every market we've been in because of the odor because the product works so well. So you know at least we're in the grow room or we understand how bad fertilizer smells or manure or other microbial smell right and other markets or other hobbies that aren't used to that and they smell it but they say holy holy crap this works so great they overcome the smell and then we start to get calls we now love the smell it's the smell of success it's the smell of money and i just goof and when people say does it smell eh, it smells like cherry blossoms you know it doesn't smell but it smells like roses but yeah. the uh the, the smell is the preservative process but i will tell your listeners um when the product roses. is open yeah right <laughs> we could um we can just uh, to let your cultivators who are listening uh, to us now that if they have the photosynthesis plus in their possession and it doesn't smell anymore once they open it or it dissipates, that's okay. All right. So it could actually still work and not smell. And there's many times, so we typically go by color of the product. So if anyone's had experience with the photosynthesis plus, it comes out of our grow room either anywhere from light pink purple red to a deep pink purple red or anywhere in that 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 spectrum uh so i go by color we go by color so if it's anywhere still from the pink purple red and doesn't have a smell it's still active and good to go if it turns whitish gray in color and starts to smell like burnt rubber that means the microbes are no longer alive and active if someone you if yes yes they are deceased and if a cultivator still used that product 
they're not going to see a benefit, but they're not going to harm their plants. It's basically back to, you know, feeding their plants water. So uh, smell isn't the end-all be-all for the shelf life of the product. It's really color is the indicator. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Because, yeah, I have noticed that the smell dissipates, you know, the longer you have it. But I've never had a smell like barn rubber or anything like that. Yeah, and it could happen. They're natural microbes. If something got into the bottle once you cracked the seal, whether it was a contaminant, which is rare anyway. I'm just speaking of a situation of why it would turn off the extreme heat. Or, hey, if it's just sitting in the garage for three, four years untouched, that could happen. So, again, it's it's really uh, a cut. We go by color, not by uh, the smell for efficacy of the product. Cool, cool. I think I heard on the uh, cultivation conversation that the photosynthesis plus can actually be used as like a uh not like a cleaner but it kind of like it kind of does clear like like water lines and stuff or something like that if i remember right yeah so I, it's a side benefit so the microbes the same way that they're attaching the microbes break down in an aquatic environment it'll break down organic matter so we've been so successful with other brands for years with um, cousin formulation, so to speak, of the Photo Plus, uh, for, you know, where we could break down the organic matter on on the inside the um, inside the, the lines inside the reservoir. It'll break down the uh, any organic buildup, and that's what it does in aquatic environments for other markets, where whether it's in a pond or in a fish tank, where it will break down uh, the organic matter or you know, or the excess nutrients, so to speak, in an aquatic environment. Uh, so it does the same thing if you're using the, the photo plus the same side benefit will to answer your question break down the uh, you know the uh, buildup inside the lines but if you're clearing out the lines and you're turning over your tables or your equipment or your reservoir after the grow is over and you're sterilizing the you know once that process happens it'll kill the microbes that are in the line okay I got I mean, a question that makes sense yeah shoot so uh, that we uh so like Generally, weed growers, you know, organic or synthetic and never the twain shall meet, although they do sometimes. And a lot of people do like, you know, a mix of the two and or whatever they can get away with. This might be like an incendiary question for some people. But if I'm using salts in my system and I put some microbes in there, I'm an, uh, you know, I'm a layman on this. Do the salts harm the microbes? Do the microbes just do what they're going to do no matter what? Is it like what's happening? I got to tell you, I'm loving these questions because that is a great one and for our microbes they are pretty salt resistant the salts won't harm the microbes and how does that happen we have groomed and grown our microbes to withstand over and these are non-gmo microbes these are all naturally occurring but the way that we go through the process we were able to develop the microbes to become very resistant to uh moderate ranges of salt and that's how we were able to allow the microbes to be sold into the aquarium environment for saltwater fish tanks, reef tanks, which mm-hmm. have, a, you know, a, you know, a level of salinity that probably if we ever had our first generation of our formulation, it would have, the salt would have killed it. But we were able to, uh, you know, produce the microbes in the naturally occurring state after generation after generation to become salt resistant. So if uh, we're using synthetics of salts, the microbes will last within that environment cool. one of the things one of the things that we've noticed over really the last 12 months 
there have been a few companies out there that really have been pushing synthetics or higher salt-based products and cultivators were worried that they couldn't use microbes and they were told stop using microbes with our system stop using microbes with our with our program because we need a sterile environment and our products will kill the microbes anyway and you know obviously a lot of cultivators listen to that and as they went through that process i've i mean countless cultivators that we've spoken to over the last 12 months that have come back and said hey listen i'm using abc program and we were told not to use microbes what happens if i use your microbe you know we weren't getting the results that we wanted and we came in and said go ahead and use it and we brought back you know terpene profiles aroma and flavor that was you know really absent in the end product of the flower for cultivators that were just using synthetics or salts so it's been actually a very nice um uh way for us to meet new cultivators that we weren't working with before that we're just looking to get back you know those three you know parameters of their plant so we have a lot of synthetics using our microbes now within their program that's really cool yeah i mean like i could see how some people would be resistant to the idea but if it works mm -hmm. you know, so you're essentially just kind of you're squeezing more out of the salt-based nutrients than the plant would otherwise um, correct maybe those plants get into sort of a state of like uh not shock, but like uh, immunity, you know, like you just get used to something. They just get used to yeah. this and they're not actually pulling up nutrients uh, as Correct. much as it could be. And then the output is, you know, I mean, listen, we're all in this, you know, market, this community, you know, we've all, you know, you know, probably sampled some really high end flower or low end flower and the, the cultivators that they want to have, you know, they want to stand out. They want their flower. They want their genetics to really pop, so to speak. And we're able to bring that out of the genetics with our microbes, even if they're using, you know, synthetics or salts. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. I like that idea of being able yeah. to play things. In, uh, so, and uh, full disclosure, that's where I'm at right now. So I have some Athena that from last mm -hmm. year that I'm running through the rest of what I have. And then I have this intent to switch to organic. So I'm kind of like setting up my systems and mm -hmm. stuff. But I want to use this, so that's where I have your foliar dip or yeah. the, the root dip. I mean, and uh, yeah, I was thinking about just starting to slowly kind of trickle that into my pots, and I wasn't going to put it in the res right away, but maybe just like a cup full per pot to get it introduced. Now, will it spread in that environment as well? In, in the pot environment, in I mean, in like if I'm if I'm using like say auto pots, like a bottom watering system, mm -hmm. the top might actually dry out a little bit, but they'll still spread within that moist environment yes. well cool uh, absolutely you know especially you know most grow mediums are very porous anyway whether you're using a traditional soil uh you know uh, super soil if you're using cocoa or um uh any other medium that's out there they're, they're pretty porous and the microbes you know the, the more porosity that they have the better that they'll spread out and work so and, and the microbes actually multiply and cell divide once they get into the uh into the either the plant or the grow medium so it's back to that basic you know biology 101 perhaps and i always say this like when i was in college i never thought i'd be doing this right and i was learning biology i admit i had the head you know going down like oh god i'm falling asleep and you know but that basic bio 101 of the uh you know the cell division and cell reproduction meiosis and mitosis all, all, all that stuff 
That's what's happening with our products once it's in the environment. So it actually starts to, the microbes are alive in the bottle. And when they get inside their environment, they start to look around and see how much do they need to multiply and cell divide to keep up with the system that they're in. So yes, that they, it just, they, they will uh, spread out in, in your pots or, you know, however, uh, you know, your reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's definitely something I'm going to keep doing because that's been a discussion we have off and on that, like, uh, you know, if you use cocoa, no microbes, you know, because a lot of people like water, uh, still hand water cocoa, which is pretty wild or drip system or whatever. But with these mm-hmm. auto pots, you know, at least the bottom third to maybe half of the pot is consistently wet. So that's why I was like, well, maybe it would work in there. So no, it absolutely yeah. would work. Cool. Absolutely would work. And, and we we actually have very successful trials with cocoa. Uh, so, you know, any of the cultivators listening right now, and if you were hesitant to use, let's just say, even our Photosynthesis Plus or any of the other products that we have, and you're growing exclusively in cocoa, be confident that our product will work. You will see the results. Now, I know you were talking about res as well ago, like filling up your res and uh, all that. Now, you say the Airstone or anything like that, that's, that is beneficial for sure. Like that's a good idea no matter what. Yeah. Aeration helps. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's why you, you you know, when you you see in the retail stores or when you look online, if you're a new grower looking and you see all the companies that sell, you know, the aerators or the pumps for the tank, aeration helps. It keeps the flow of oxygen in the water. It keeps the flow of microbes if they're in there. So it doesn't get stagnant. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're using the product, like that's a, it's okay. As long as there's air, like, I wonder how long do you have with that reservoir, you know, to to use that? Is there like a time period perhaps? No, no, no time period. Once the microbes get into the system, like I said, a few seconds ago, you know, they kind of open their eyes and say, what do we need to do in here? Right. So they, they start to, you know, you know, you know, analyze the situation. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's really what's happening. They they open their eyes and say, okay, what's either the food source in here? Where are we going? Are we going in the plant? Are we going to break down organic matter? And uh, and so if they're in a reservoir, you could you could pretty much leave it in the reservoir for a while. And one of the nice things about the product is it works best with retention time. So if you were going to pour the pot the product in a res or your reservoir. And then tomorrow, let's just say you were going to dump the reservoir. You're not going to get benefit of the microbes. I mean, it needs retention time. It needs to sit in there. It needs to establish itself. And then it will start to, uh, you know, work really well. So it's almost beneficial to have it sitting in your res. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, 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 it's beneficial. Yeah. It's, and it's unique. You know, it's funny. Of all the years now I've been doing this, they're just, you know, one of the things I've taken away, I could talk to 10 growers and ask them how you use our photosynthesis plus and I'll get 15 different answers. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, growers, you know, are very unique. We all have our own ways, systems, beliefs, uh, you know, successes on how we cultivate and we just get different stories of how different cultivators will use our products with either a foliar or whether, you know, how other, what other nutrient programs they're using or, you know, the, the, the feeding rates, how they use it. So uh, it, it, it's, it, it's really, it's not even like a hit or miss. Any cultivator, no matter how you use the product, you're going to see the plants and the end all of the flower really shine. Wow. Okay. Because in, in my reservoir, I'm an organic guy and I'm a water only in my reservoir. Um, I don't have an air stone. I don't have a circulator pump. All I do is pH that water. So I could put that that 
the micro the the photosynthesis plus in my reservoir and it'd be fine if it sat in the res for a couple of days it could sit there for a week absolutely wow. fine okay well wow. i'm absolutely start doing fine that, a lot absolutely of people absolutely fine yeah a lot of people are going to like that yeah and just, it, and just, just, make just to let you know I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I will it won't make a biofilm on top of the res that you kind of have to deal with and remove or no? Okay. No, no cool. not at all. Uh, but just to I know you just said before that you know you you're growing organically exclusive. So it just I should put this out there. We have two versions of photosynthesis plus. Okay. So if you were searching the internet and you were looking for photosynthesis plus you're going to have the original formulation that we launched 12 years ago, which is called Photosynthesis Plus. And it is all natural. There is not one raw material in there that can harm the environment, humans, dogs, cats, you know, the rhizosphere, anything microscopic, it can't harm. However, to have a truly organic product, all the raw materials must be sourced from organic approved um, entities. So there were two, uh, two pieces or two or three parts of the uh, original Photo Plus, again, all natural, but they just weren't on these lists of organic inputs, even though they're considered all natural. So true organic farmers that had to prove to whatever governing agencies that held their license for organic uh, production, they couldn't use the Photo Plus, even though we knew it couldn't harm anything, nothing shows up in any post reports uh, or lab testing but they couldn't use the product for you know, bureaucracy issues, which makes sense. So we developed an organic version of the Photo Plus. It's going to work, we launched it about seven, eight years ago, and it's going to work the same exact as the Photo Plus. It's not gonna work any different, any less or any better. However, every raw material that we use is organically sourced and comes from approved organic sources. So what does that really mean? It costs us more money to produce it because to buy something organic is, is more. So bottom line is we have the organic version and the only difference is it's 50, it's about 15% more, uh, you know, for uh, a grower to purchase that bottle because it costs us more money to produce it. Uh, so if you're a true organic farmer, we have the organic photo plus, or if you're a regular farmer and you know that the photosynthesis is all natural and you don't have to prove any organic inputs, you use the regular Photo Plus and we probably sell, you know, we, we outsell the regular Photo Plus than the organic Photo Plus because of the pricing point. But uh, if you have any organic, if there are any organic cultivators listening to us right now during this conversation and you weren't aware, we do have the organic Photo Plus. And I guess while I'm on the topic of the different versions, if you ever see online or if you're searching or you see a store and you, uh, you'll see we have a few other different labels for the Photo Plus, depending on what state in the country. So one of the unique things that we did when we were first coming into the market, we took a look at competitive products out there or non-competitive products, just nutrient companies and labels, claims they were making and or lack thereof, right? And we wanted to be, being that we are a, a lab and we are a fermentator of microbes, we wanted to be upfront and say what was on the label, what was in, you know, what, what was going on in the, you know, and list what, what the microbes are. So we took the time to register those labels in every state in the country. And some states are more difficult than others with what you put on a label, so to speak. So we have a national label, which is everyone pretty knows it's the Photosynthesis Plus. And that's sold in 45 different states. And then we have the same product 
but with different labels um, in different states. So if you're in California, Photosynthesis Plus is sold as Plus C. It just says Plus C on the label. If you're in Oklahoma, it's Plus OK. If you're in Illinois, it's Plus IL. If you're in Oregon, it's Plus O. And if you're in Hawaii, it's Plus H. Every <laughs> other state gets Photosynthesis Plus. So if you're ever on social media, you know, yesterday I saw uh, one of our partners, Grow Generation, put up a really nice post of our Plus C. And I saw a lot of comments on there where, uh, you know, we're saying, well, is this a new product? What's different from this from Photosynthesis Plus? And bottom line is that's the label that's allowed to sell in California. So if and you see different laws. labels, yeah, yeah, but just it's, state it's, laws. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the organic thing too. Uh, and good on you for like, going through that whole process it must be infuriating i don't know anything about the details of it but feels like people should have to like right now you got to pay right to get certified feels like you should mm -hmm. have to like pay to not be organic like everybody yeah, well, should be organic and then if you're not organic then you have to pay a penalty <laughs> you know yeah you know it, that's a, yeah. i wish that was the concept right i i <laughs> wish that was it but um you know it it's a very big deal for us internally for the registrations, we have a team of people that just are, you know, registration compliant, you know, uh, you know, colleagues of mine that just work making sure that all the labels say what they have to say, that we are approved in every state. If the state comes off and sees something that they don't like, that we prove that, you know, we have everything that we have in the bottle or, you know, I mean, years ago, there was an issue with Oregon. I mean, this is probably nine, 10 years ago. They came to us and uh, I believe it was something on the lines of, uh, uh, they tested the product and they didn't think it had the colony forming units. We said it did, but it did the way they just tested it though. We didn't know how old the sample was that they use. Uh, it could have been on a shelf for two years if it wasn't sold at a store that they pulled off the shelf. And then, you know, one of their parameters where they just tested the surface of the product. They didn't shake and agitate the product. You have to shake and agitate it, you know? And then once we went through that process, they said, okay, you know, this is, says what it says it does. So it's like, you know, not only do you have to go through the registration process, if you have the Department of Ag in any of these states pull a product, which they do all day long, not just for us, but for anything, you know, Department of either Weights and Measures or the Department of Ag's looking at claims that manufacturers are making, you know, you, you know, we have to do our diligence to make sure that they're testing our product the right way, you yeah. know, because our, our consortium is very unique. And anytime a situation like that arises, you know, we just, you know, we, we are, are, you know, compliance department our labs go right back with the data they talk it through and you know it's never been an issue so to speak at all with uh you know the the counts that are in the bottle but just dealing with the states and dealing with different labels and registrations it's a it's it's a daunting task it really is and it's one thing that i'm glad that i that i don't really have my hands in here at the company <laughs> that other people are doing that because it's tough yeah no doubt no doubt so uh, wow. the way you talk about the microbes, it, it occurred to me. So you're a breeder, essentially. Like you, you got to be like you have some genetics involved in what you're doing. If you guys are narrowing in on lines yes. and strains of bacteria, right? Uh, so I, it, it occurred to me as kind of a funny thought that like the way uh, cannabis growers hang on to a cut, you know, or hang mm -hmm. on to a seed stock that they got, you get a certain bacteria, and you're like, Ooh, this one's mine. You know, is that is that kind of the is that kind of the case in your industry? Do you guys like get a line and then kind of keep it quiet? Man, I love the question. So, but so the way it is, we have a complete culture bank that we've built up over the years. So, where like let's say the photosynthesis plus is a consortium of many different microbes that have different MOAs, the mode of actions to do this in a leaf, to do this in the stem, to do this in you know the chlorophyll outputs, you know all different things like that. 
we could isolate each individual microbe that does a specific job. So if there was a specific plant or fruit or specific issue in an aquatic environment that needed one specific microbe, we could go into like, so when you would say, you know, if I was a breeder and I had all my, you know, my genetic seeds and, you know, in that beautiful case that you leave, you know, in, in your grow area or, you know, or in your little work shed or your, or your lab, we have the same thing. So we have a complete um, microbial uh, database and culture bank of different microbes, you know, I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens that we could just reproduce. So if we know microbe is just going to do one specific function of the plant, we could reproduce that one microbe, you know, all day long. So yes, we do have our own breeding (laughs) microbe uh, situation going on. That's really cool. So like, uh, so when you're formulating something, uh, and feel free to say if anything's like a trade secret, you know, but uh, Mm -hmm. so you might be like, well, we want mycorrhizae to interact with the roots in this way and then this one pulls in like sulfur or phosphorus more than another one is it like that and you're kind of like stacking them in a little colony to do a group of things together yes we we, we could do that we could certainly do that and we do that um I, I, we do it a lot uh especially in aquatic environments for specific if we are going to clean up more let's say sludge or muck on the bottom of a waterway versus just algae um, or if in a plant, we're looking for more output in one specific, you know, genetic seed or, or one specific crop, uh, we, we could do that. Uh, but it, the, the magic of the consortium is that it's really universal. So, you know, we, we do sell, you know, put out there more of the consortiums than let's say a tailor-made micro, but there are situations where we do it all the time. If we have to just, you know, get rid of an odor somewhere, we could have certain microbes that break down odors you know, and, and we could build that up more efficiently within, cool. you know, each bottle. Um, the same way we, we've done it before, it's skipping my mind right now, where um, we did a whole project very successfully. Um, if it comes back to me, I remember it was more on the, uh, the crop agriculture side, but um, it, essentially, you know, yes, w- we could do that. And the really cool part is, and again, for any of your listeners, uh, you know, we like to show a lot of visual, visual, proof and evidence you know because anyone could tell a good story that's i mean anyone could but uh we like to back it up so this is not a shameless plug at all but if you go to our website or instagram you can see right off the bat what our microbes look like under the microscope at 400 times magnification up to a thousand times magnification one little drop on the on the uh in a pipette on the slide and you will see at that magnification it looks like a river of lava running through at a complete, you know, that, that you couldn't see to the naked eye and under the microscope, it's very impressive. Uh, and then you would see conversely, maybe a competitor who has microbes and you look their product in the, the microscope and you really don't see any activity. You just see maybe one little dot going across the slide. So sure, we like sure. to show visual proof. So we'll always show visual proof, which you can see on our website or on our Instagram. Uh, we like to show our laboratory that we're real, that we're not repackaging this. We're not a reformulator. We're not just a marketing brand where I'm buying this from another laboratory and putting my label on it. Right. So uh, we like to show all that proof of our lab. We're a full R&D facility. We are an EPA registered and FDA registered facility. Um, all of our microbes are produced in Cape Coral, Florida. And one of the unique things is we do not patent or register our formulation 
with the government. So it is a proprietary formulation and we keep it that way. You know, would it be very nice to have a patent or a registrant on the formulation? But, you know, in today's world, once that's registered or you have that patent, after about, I think it's seven years, it becomes public domain. And then any competitor could come in who's, you know, we've had many competitors over the years either try and reverse engineer our product, which they can't, or they've tried to duplicate it or make another type of purple, non-sulfur purple microbe, and they just can't do it the way we can, that if they had that formula in seven years, they can make one little change, and then all of a sudden they have a new product. So we purpose it by, by purposeful intent. We don't register it uh, for a patent or a register uh, within the government. So it is a proprietary formulation uh, in yeah. respect to to that. Yeah, cool. Awesome. It's a yeah. great product, man. Like anybody that's not using it, I highly recommend it. And I'm not just like shilling right now, but like the Photo Plus is the one thing that I make sure I always have on hand because like that's that's the one product I will not grow without. Nice. Yeah, and... And I appreciate that. One of the things that I would like to, and that I would tell someone, you know, at these trade shows that we would go to, and you know, we went to hundreds over the twelve years. Uh, you know, if you're a cultivator, and you know, it would always be nice. I could have a new cultivator that either heard of our product, but they were hesitant to use it, or in our booth, or a cultivator that never used it before, never heard of us. At the same time, with a cultivator that had great success. And the cultivator with great success could still say to that grower that never used it before, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I used. It increased my plant's outputs and I have a whole world healthier plant environment, you know, and all that good stuff. Nine out of 10 cultivators still want to try it for themselves, right? You know, you want to see it for yourself. You want to, you know, see the proof in the pudding. So we would always leave a sample with that, you know, cultivator larger, you know, smaller, large in size. And I, I would say, listen, I want you to take this bottle home. And I could say, yes, I could tell a very good story but the proof is in the, in, in the product. So, you know, what I would always say is every cultivator, we always have, let's just say maybe one plant or one tray. It's just not looking right. It's not hitting home the way the other crops are looking, the rest of the grow is looking. And, you know, maybe it's not getting the light it was, maybe there's just some type of deficiency in that one plant and it's drooping a little bit or it just looks unhappy. I would always say, take the Photo Plus, use it on that one plant that doesn't look happy, that not doing as great as you would want your plants to be doing and when you see how that plant responds to the photo plus you will then have tremendous confidence in putting it into the rest of your system and typically that i mean that's just how we grew and grew and grew and grew because the product does work yeah man yeah it's great i i've been like sort of shifting my thinking as i learn more you know about like the complexity of how the organic world all interacts and so, um, you know, for a while, uh, and I don't want to like shade anybody, so I won't say, but just certain products that are organic that are meant for insecticide or to like, uh, prevent mold and mildew that mm -hmm. aren't microbial based, you know, more like citric acid or that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. whereas I was, I had this mode of thinking where I'm like, I need to sort of quote unquote bleach the area, you know, but without bleach, obviously, uh, but mm -hmm. I, I'm learning now that the correct approach is not that it's to introduce the colony that will do the work for me, you know, that yeah, will yeah. keep it clean. So that has been like a total sort of shift in thinking where I still want to grab for the citric acid, so to speak. But I'm like, ah, I use the microbes. Um, and the results have been great so far. Like, so we've been talking about photo plus, but I've been using the, the uh, is it root dip and foliar or root dip slash foliar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and that stuff is great too like i noticed uh, i sprayed it on 
and you could see the droplets, of course, of water on the leaves, but it was like maybe five minutes and it all just spread out and absorbed. And they had this really nice texture and like everybody was really happy with that. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's cool. So like I, I, I could build me. on that product for you. I could kind of build because I talk so much about the photo plus. Yeah. I could build out on how we came out with the root tip. So where the photo plus is 100% bacteria, there's nothing else in that bottle than bacteria. Okay. We came out with another product called Nourish L. The L represented liquid, the L in the word liquid. And the Nourish, we actually mined from the ocean fulvic and humic acids, fulvic, humic, um, and humates from the ocean. And when you do this and go through that process, that fulvic, humic is actually when it's derived from the ocean, it's from hundreds of thousands of years of marine life, right? So it's already broken down. And it's ready to use. So we said, we're going to take this product that's being mined from the ocean. We're going to offer it to the cultivation network. And it has 22,000 parts per million of organic carbon that's ready to use for the plant. Hmm. And when cultivators or any gardeners use a carbon source, it's usually a leonardite, which is cold derived. And it takes a very long time to break down and for the plant to actually utilize or the soil to utilize it. So this is a ready to use carbon source for the plant that's verified and it's also verified organic. So we had that. So that one product had no microbes in it. So you had the photosynthesis plus all microbes. Then we had the nourish, which was all fulvic, humic and humic, and, uh, uh, humic acids, right? So then in our research and development, we started to blend them together. We would blend the photo and the nourish together in different concentrations to see what we could achieve with using the two blended in the same bottle. So the root dip is a blend of the of the photosynthesis plus and the nourish. And at the concentrations and percentages that we blend it, it hits home for tremendous stimulation for seed germination. So you could soak your seeds and your genetics right into the root dip. It's a tremendous product for your cuts, your clones and your transplants. So if you're taking a cut or you're taking your mother, your mother plant, and, you know, she's exposed at either the root or at the stem where you cut, where you made your cut or your slice, this is not like other products out there that are gels or hormone stimulants. The way that the microbes and the humates blended together and you take either that cut or your roots and you dip it into that solution it creates biofilms around either the root system or the actual cut of the um, uh, of your uh, transplant. And it creates a biofilm that outcompetes pathogens or parasites from entering the cut or the stem. So nice. you have a higher success rate of a healthier transplant. So that is a wonderful product in that percentage and combination to either spray it onto the uh, the surface of the plant or the the uh, you know onto the uh, the uh, the foliar level, or if you even put that product into the reds. So we we had a lot of success with that product for again for gene uh, gene gene germin uh, seed germination, and then of course for protecting the roots or the cuts of uh, your clones. So that yeah. was one product that we developed from the two individual products of the. Photo Plus and the Nourish L. So, uh, yeah. you know, so I, we always suggest if you're using, let's say the Photo Plus and let's just say the Root Dip together, 
And because the root dip does have a percentage of photo plus in there, we say just cut back the photosynthesis plus by 50% because you're getting some more, uh, you know, back within the root dip. Nice. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I came across that. Cause like I said, these guys have been telling me about your products for a minute and, uh, I've had been looking for a foliar. So like I, you know, you can make one, everybody can get fulvic or whatever and, and put their own sort of foliar together, but it's time. So, and I didn't want to get something synthetic. So I'm really trying to like, kind of make the shift. And I came across that product independent of like looking for it. Like I was looking online mm-hmm. and microbe life hydro came up. Um, and some of the reviews said exactly what you said, you know, like that uh, people had tried clones and they showed roots in six days um stuff like that so i immediately i got some seeds and paper towels with that on it that i put in last night and then some clones also that i had going that needed a boost so i just put a little bit of that into each of the root right cubes and uh yeah we'll see how it goes like i'll I'll report back next week and see how this stuff yeah please absolutely we love we love hearing back the smell too i mean that stuff stinks a little bit too but it's like a good stink like you can feel that it's doing stuff for sure yeah it's not as pungent so like the root dip because it's a percentage of the photo plus and it's blended with the nourish it's not going to have that same punch as the photosynthesis plus it it, it won't you'll smell it but it it won't have that whoa what is that you know reaction Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it, it dissipates pretty quick yeah like i did the foliar spray like in my in my room space and it smelled just for a minute, and then it was like maybe two minutes it went away. Yeah. So, and remember, yeah. if you have house plants, traditional house plants, if you're growing in a windowsill or a raised flower bed, if you're growing fruits and vegetables in the backyard, these products are universal for that as well. It's not specific towards cannabis and hemp. Uh, it works tremendously on traditional fruits and vegetables. Cool. So yeah, I was just li- listening to some guys, a different podcast. They were talking about PM powdery mildew and how it like roots into the plant material and then mm-hmm. sporulates you know at a certain time and that's when you see the white flush and everything so uh again coming from a layman's perspective the microbes are they interrupting that process do they since since powdery mildew is a different type of like organism are they fighting that and they block it from doing its thing and how does that work with like some of the common issues that we see all right so i'll bring up two, two issues so one we'll talk about you know powdery mildew if there's a full-blown powdery mildew uh, outbreak or, you know, if it's infesting a plant or one of your gardens and it's already established, the Photo Plus isn't going to cure the powdery mildew. I'm going to be honest. It's not a cure for powdery mildew. If you use the Photo Plus from the start, it'll be a good preventative to establish the powdery mildew because, again, a healthier plant will become more resistant to pathogens or parasites so if you're using it from, you know, seed on or week one on, you'll have a much higher rate of not having powdery mildew, so to speak. But let's just say if someone called me up and said, Brett, my, my, my garden's a wreck. It's filled with powdery mildew. There are other products on the market that will target the powdery mildew right. way more effectively than the Photo Plus. Yeah. So, so, so the idea is to start uh, from the seedling stage, like in, in the context of cannabis, like we want to use this from the beginning to keep that healthy in place. That's right. Seed the flower. Seed the flower in that respect. But again, it's not going to cure powdery mildew. But if you use it from the onset, it will certainly help prevent it uh, in that nature. And, you know, for any cultivators out there that have issues with fungus gnats, which, you know, is a, a big deal for cultivators, you know, you know universally, uh, we have a tremendous product that targets fungus gnats specifically. 
that we sell trailer loads each year into the marketplace for, but it actually happens to be under one of our other brand names, which I should just tell you your network, maybe you've even used it before. We have another brand called Microbe Lift, L-I-F-T. And that's the brand that we have for our aquatics. So for the brand of microbes we put out to clean up aquatic environments, uh, you know, for either aquariums or for ponds, we developed this product, um, you know, it, uh, you know, BTI, Bacillus thuringiensis israelius, that's the active ingredient that will actually break down and kill fungus gnats. And we have it in a liquid form. And it was wonderful to use for the ponds, backyard ponds that we're getting, you know, because, you know, if standing, you know, stagnant water is a natural breeding ground for mosquito larvae. So, we, you know, for all everyone who has these decorative ponds or bird baths or uh, troughs on farms for cows or for horses or livestock. Yeah, uh, my, ra- my rain barrel day. is full of mosquitoes. Yeah. Exactly, right? So you would go out and they would have other options out there, whether it was a dunk or a bit or anything that carried this BPI. So we developed it into a liquid and we sold that into this backyard pond hobby. But we registered that label years before we were even in this market because it was EPA registered. And that is a lofty financial commitment to go through that process. So you can not deviate from that label. Otherwise, you have to go through the same re-registration. You have to go through a whole other registration process. So when we came out with this product on the label, fungus gnats were never even in our idea years ago. It was the mosquito larva, black fly larva, uh, get this, the aquatic nuisance midge. That means something in another market. For us, it doesn't really mean much here. So that's what was on the label. But it works great with fungus gnats. So we sell that microblift brand along with the microblife set because those in the know or growers in the know will know that that BTI, even though it's packaged for water features or bird baths, that it could be used in a growing a grow environment, even though it doesn't say fungus gnats on the label. And if I, and if I wanted to sit here and say, you know what, I make the product, I have it, we produce it. I want to put it in a bottle that says microbiote hydroponics and sell it, you know, microbiote hydro and sell it into the cultivation network. The years and financial um, commitment to get that done. We just decided as a company, we'll continue to market the microblift product into this, in this market. So if you ever see our website or you see our catalog, and you see one product in there that doesn't say microblife hydro, it says microbe lift. That is us. And there has been many times I've spoken to cultivators that said, oh, I never heard of your photosynthesis bus before. I never heard of this brand before. And I would say, well, have you ever heard of microbe lift BMC? It stands for biological mosquito control. They would say, holy crap, that's you guys. I've been using that for fungus gnats for years, right? I didn't know that photosynthesis plus was the same company or the same, you know, the same manufacturer. So if, if any of the listeners or if any of the three of you ever had fungus gnats, we do have an EPA registered solution that is in a liquid form. It's a liquid BTI that will truly knock out your fungus gnats. It's, it's dynamic. Nice. Cool. Wow. I think we've all had wow. fungus gnats. Yeah. yeah I'm that's... actually battling them right now. And there's a couple of people in our discord that I know that have been <laughs> battling them and we just can't get rid of them. Yeah. Oh, sounds like I got to get you guys some samples <laughs> yeah. and I can do yeah. that. I'm, sounds I'm like I got to get a few tickets right now. I'm on your website right now looking at it. That's yeah, awesome. normally we yeah. just put out the, the yellow sticky paper with a sad yeah. look on your face. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yellow sticky yeah. paper. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah, so I mean, so if anyone out there so ever sees that product, it is us. So it That's might good to know. a little different, but it comes from us from our same lab in Florida. 
just uh, yeah, we gonna, haven't so, really. All right. So if somebody wanted to buy that stuff, what would you type in? I mean, it's right on their you website. Would, if you just it, go to their products and you go to yeah. hydroponics and soil, it, it's right there. BMC, yeah, so biological yeah. mosquito BMC, control. BMC, yeah. biological. I, I just okay. can't say fungus mat on the label because it's not registered. If, <laughs> yeah. I put a, right. if I put a little sticker on it that said, end fungus mats, and that was pulled off by a Department of Ag or an EPA, you know, um, uh, uh, officer, I mean, we would be fined out. The, like, you just can't do it. You can't well, you gonna get, that. And, you and you we respect it. Back? You need to push back for saying it on the show. Should we disclaimer? Like we're just talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Here's the yes. post disclaimer. We're just talking about it. It may or may not affect <laughs> allegedly. But, uh, allegedly <laughs> works on fungus but, nets. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just for the point of like resale, we can't do it. And yeah. you know, we we are yeah. a very by the book type company. We don't like to disrupt any governing agencies. What we do is very unique. And, you know, we want to do everything right. And that builds our credibility up with every market that we're in that, you know, once if it's, you know, an engineer or a wastewater treatment plant purchasing our product to, you know, a cultivator growing in a four by four grow tent, we want them to have the confidence that anything that leaves our facility is tried and true and all under the right, you know, governing rights. Everything that leaves our facility goes through third party verification. You know, if I took all you know, we keep, you know, retaining samples of every batch that we put out of every item. Uh, we keep that in our R&D lab for, I think, about seven or eight years. Uh, so if there was ever an issue, you would just read the lot number on the bottle. You could call us up and we could pull the retained sample. You know, That's so cool. we are fully That's operating cool. lab. And, you know, we, we don't like just to get a sale and go away. If there's an issue, we'll work through it with you, you know. Usually there's a reason yeah. why the biology, you know, if someone called up and said, hey, Brett, you know, I'm not getting the results. We'll troubleshoot. We'll walk through it with you. What are you doing? Did you put something in there that could have affected the microbes? You know, and that's typically, you know, one of the biggest issues. Someone could call up and say, hey, you know, I used your microbes and I don't see any results. And I would say, well, how'd you apply it? And they would say, well, I used it once. And I would say, well, when was the last time you used it? And they would say 30 days ago. I said, well, you didn't read the instructions. You need to use it once a week for the first four weeks. You know, you know, mm. read the instructions. You're not using it enough. You didn't read the label or they would say, you know, I put in everything I said I would, but it didn't work. And I would say, well, what else did you put in around the same time or within a 24-hour period? Oh, you put this in, you, uh, you put a, you know, some type of cleaning solution in to clean the, that's going to kill the microbes, you know? So mm -hmm. it's usually a good reason if it doesn't work, why it doesn't work. But, uh, uh, but that, that, that's very, that, that's very rare. We're very lucky, you know, with all the years we're in this, that, uh, you know, you know the, 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 there's really... The negative feedback is 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 very very little, and it's usually the product stinks. And my wife or my girlfriend or you know my boyfriend or husband they can't stand it. Depending on you know if yeah. you're a male or female grower, usually it's the spouse that says yeah. let me know when you open it. Yeah, yeah, right. that's how it worked yeah. here, man. I had to take a piece of tin foil. Was what I I figured out was put a big old piece of tinfoil over the top of the lid and then take one of those green twist ties for a uh, low stress training and just spin the bitch, just keep spinning it <laughs> until it's like, and then you can't smell yeah. nothing after that. <laughs> yeah, you, you should smell our lab in the heat in Florida. I mean, oh, everyone man. comes oh, man. I mean, it's yeah. wild. I mean, it really is. I'd hate to live like, in that you know, neighborhood. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, canvas growers are always like, you know, show me the buds. So I wonder if we look on IG or Instagram, uh, for like, pick, are there hashtags people can check, you know, to see like oh, yeah. life hydro or something to see results from this product? You could see thousands of images 
or videos or reels on Instagram, you know, um, bottom line is uh, that there's thousands and thousands and thousands of testimonial that you'll get from home growers, cult, you know, uh, licensed large scale cultivators, uh, you know, indoors, outdoors, and you will see it all over our feed, which is, you know, our handle is at microbelifehydro.com. At microbelifehydro, all one word. You'll see, and I like to, you know, a lot of the original content we like to put out is from our lab to show how we're different. And then I like to reshare a lot of success stories from cultivators out there. And whether they're a new grower or uh, an established grower, uh, I remember recently, not recently, a few years ago, you know, I, I put out a picture of someone's garden and, it, but I knew it wasn't the greatest garden out there, but they were using microblife. And I had a few people reach out to us and say, that's not the nicest garden. How do you let that represent your product? And my answer was simple. We want to work with all growers. We don't want to, uh, you know, there are new growers out there that are going to take years to hone their skills, years to understand the actual plant process or the genetic process, and that you could be a new grower, and I want you to have confidence to use our product. So I wanted to show our network that, hey, you could use our product. You might not have the greatest garden right off the bat, but that's not because our product. Our product is going to be a piece of getting you to that golden land of having the best flower you could have. And I remember the, 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 the person made the comment said, you know what, Brett, that's the only answer I think I would have accepted. And I appreciate that. You know, I just don't want to show the best flower out there because that could turn off someone to even growing saying, oh, my God, I can't grow that. Well, look at them. Look at that flower. Yeah. Look at that plant. Look at those buds. So I do like to highlight smaller growers sometimes that might not have the most amazing garden, but that's really just to help the community and let the, the new grower know, you know, hey, you know what? I can do this. But you could see some really high in flower. We've worked with some very big genetic companies over the years that will only, you know, grow and uh, their genetics with our microblight photo plus or germinate their world class seeds with our root dip. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, really in many countries around the globe. And you'll you'll see them right on our Instagram page. Um, we don't put much out on our website, cannabis related. And that's because there are still states out there in this country that they, you know, either the recreational isn't where it needs to be yet, or they're just medicinal or the few that have no, no, no laws yet. Yeah, so Texas. We, we, we have to keep, <laughs> we, we have to keep the website pretty neutral. So I keep everything on Instagram, the heavy cannabis testimonial there, because that's okay for me to do. And the really cool thing about Instagram for us as a page, not as a platform being that, you know, if you post anything cannabis related, you know, it's against community guidelines. Or if you're a company like us, they really just, you know, you know, they, they'd like you to keep it to really white papers on cannabis cultivation or medicinal. So I can't promote our page through the traditional ways that a regular company could promote, you know, uh, products where I sure. can't promote. If I had one testimonial that I thought was so dynamic and I wanted to promote it and put ad dollars behind it. For everyone searching Instagram or would come up on their feed, I'd get flagged. I'd be against community guidelines. And then they shut the page down. So yeah. I could say after yep. eight years of since we started our Instagram page, we're on our final push right now to, uh, to get to 25,000 followers. And that's very meaningful for us because 
you know, yeah. there's the vanity of Instagram, you're a cultivator or anything, any type of hobby you're in or any product you want to follow. And you go to that manufacturer brand's IG page. Oh my God, they got a hundred thousand followers. They have 400,000 or Hey, very modest. They got 65,000 followers. A lot of the times wow. it's either bots that are being bought their yeah. fake accounts or, you know, it's people liking their page that has nothing to do with the industry. Right. So for us to be very close to 25,000 followers, we're about 99% organic in our followers so for eight years. That means more to us. It's like, you know, it, it, then the yeah. vanity of someone coming to my page and saying, Oh, microbiome hydro has 95,000 followers. It means more to us to have 25,000 real growers that found us through, you know, our posting or through networking uh, and to have a real true following. So our page is a true community of cultivators, not a fluffed out, you know, fake followers, you know, just for the vanity of having a high follow count. It's, so I'm it, that very proud of that page. These numbers are are dumb. Like the huge number yeah. of 500,000. Like, yeah, it's super easy to buy followers. I think yeah. what you said is cool. And plus that's like a stadium. Like that's a stadium show that you're carrying around. I swear to God, I say that to my wife all the time. So like, as we see, cause I, 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 I personally work my work our Instagram. I didn't want to give it off to an agency. So people get mad cause I don't get back to the DMS quick enough. And it's tough, you know, cause I do the day job and then I want to answer everyone on the Instagram and I want to answer them personally. And I want them to have a person, not just an automatic day. We'll get back to you in 10 minutes. Or, hey, give us 24. I try and get back to everyone really as fast as I can. And I don't even know oh, why I went down this road. I forgot already, right? So um, I'll pass, you know, the local arena by our house. And, like, that would hold, you know, I live on Long Island. So they just built this brand new arena, you know, and uh, with the hockey, you know, with the New York Islanders play. And it fits like 18,000. So as they were building it, I was saying to my wife, we can now fill that arena. We could fill, you know, with, with our followers. So it's funny you say that. Because now mm -hmm. I try to say to myself, well, now we have 25,000. We could fill an arena and a quarter. And I, I actually use that analogy mm -hmm. in my own head, you know, to, to really put perspective into what 25,000 followers are. And we really don't make a push to get sales on the Instagram. We, we like to push our sales through the retail stores. You know, there are many re thousands of retail stores that are still very important to us. It's not all online business. Yes, do we sell online? And can you find our items on reputable websites? Yes. But we really like to support, you know, the brick and mortar, you know, indoor, outdoor garden centers or hydroponic stores that have been doing this for years. They, they, they were doing this before it was, you know, let's say sexy to do it or when they were just telling everyone they were, you know, had supplies to grow tomatoes. So, you know, uh, so on the Instagram, you'll really you don't see us making heavy pushes. You don't see me on there. Oh, buy now, shop now. It's just we, we like to keep it really informative and not give a heavy push to, oh, you know, buy this now with this coupon or buy this with this. We really want the cultivator not to be pressured into buying the product yeah. or have that sense of urgency. And just to see all the testimonials that are out there from the other growers that we share and then see the content that we put up from our lab and seeing that, you know, we're a real company. That's where I come from. And I think a lot of people do, uh, you know, like, um, that if a company is like really pushing something hard, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see what other people have used it. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Totally. You know, one of the things I should tell you listeners, and this is actually one product that it's, it's a non harmful product, but it's not natural. It is. It's not natural. And it was, it was a unique product for us to want to come out with 
because we do preach that we're all natural or we have organic items. But we came across and we were working with on some traditional crops. There was a, there's a, uh, there was a very large company out there that was using our products for traditional crop agriculture and they were distributing it around the globe. And they were using uh, another technology that was really expanding um, production for plants uh, in the crop ag world. And we came together and said, hey, you know, if we look at this product deeper, you know, this could be something really special for terpene production. And we just launched 12 months ago a brand new product called Terps Plus. I'm not sure if you heard about it. And it's not, it's not an organic product. It's not mm -hmm. natural, but it is not harmful for the grow or for the plant whatsoever. I have all the data to back it up. I can share it with your network and the links on our website. And we worked with the University of California, um, Los Alamos. Uh, and they actually developed this lab um, um, at Los Alamos. They developed the atom bomb. So they're a real deal, you know, they <laughs> were lab, so to speak. Right. And uh, we were able to work with them in this technology to really hone it down for extreme terpene production. And it was a little bit of a conflict for us because we like to put out products that are different, products that work. But we always really stuck to that all natural side of it. But when we really saw how this product worked, even though it wasn't, let's say, an all natural product, but the way it doesn't show up and harm humans or the plant or the environment, we said we want to really develop this product. That's what so I was we developed the, So we developed it and it's called Terps Plus. And it's, we figured out. So there are other products out there now. Obviously, it's for terpene production. Uh, it's for aroma and flavor. And there are other products out there on the market that do this. But the way that we were able to develop this product with the lab at Los Alamos in California was that we were able to figure out how to open up the glutamate pathway within the plant to really burst terpene production. And what the product does in comparison to like products on the market, it's a different mode of action, so it works differently. It's cheaper for the cultivator to purchase, and you get about a five time more return on investment in dosage rate using this product. And when you use it in combination with the Photosynthesis Plus, the terpenes are explosive, explosive. So if any of your listeners would want to read more about it, so we've launched it, uh, we have it in probably over a few hundred stores in the country right now, physically, our distributors that sell for us nationally, they all stock the product now. Uh, you could learn more about it at, you know, at our website, microblifehydro.com. And once you locate the Terps Plus, I have a four page document that explains the mode of action, how it works, um, you know, data on how it works with the plant. I have it all to show the proof and the years of the white papers in there, how meaningful this product could be. So it was Ooh. unique in the fact that we know how well it works, but it was a, a choice of, do we come out with this product and put it to market being that we were always putting out all natural or organic products. But we believed in the technology so much that we wanted to go forward with it and we did. And the results that we're getting right now from the cultivation network within the first 12 months of using this product has been 
very, very, very gratifying for us because the years of the research that was put into this product and getting the acceptance of the growers has been really tremendous for us and super appreciative. So nice. uh, we also we also give out free four ounce samples of this product, much like we sampled the, you know all the other line years ago. So if any of your listeners do go to our website, you know we do have a disclaimer while supplies last. We make you know a batch each month, so uh, it's there. But if any of your listeners do go to our website and they get to the Terps Plus landing page, there are fields to enter. Uh, you know, you get basic contact information, shipping address, email address, and then we will send you no charge a four ounce bottle of the Terps Plus. Four ounces go a very long way with the product. You would use either one mil, uh, I think it's one ml per gallon or five ml per five yeah. A little goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, so nice. a, four, a four ounce bottle is good for it, you know, for any testing uh, situation or environment. So totally. if you go there, no questions asked, we will send a four ounce sample in the mail to any continental 48 uh, US states to you. Uh, if you put your information in, we will send you a sample to prove it to you. Cool. Yeah, and I can it's back like a- that because I have one right here. it's just about out but uh yeah it's super super potent like this bottle i don't know if you guys changed the ratios since uh, this was like when you guys first released it it says one to two milliliters per five gallons of water so this little bottle has lasted me a long time and it's Mm -hmm. just about empty so i definitely plan on grabbing another bottle of this because and how about feedback well i mean now that you've been using it for the listeners oh my god dude like well you had the I, I, if I can just jump in, he had the picture of the most beautiful plant any of us have seen about when was that nine months ago? <laughs> Probably that not was, even that. That was, yeah. But, uh, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean like the, the Terps coming off the, the flower that I have now is just, it smacks you in the face after, ever since using this stuff. Like this stuff is, is 100% of a damn good product. Thank you. And just to tell you, that product alone, along with the Photo Plus, is in the same grouping when I spoke earlier in our conversation about cultivators that weren't using microbes and just using synthetic salts and they were losing the flavor, so to speak, or the terpene production of the aroma, that when they're now using the Terps Plus in combination with the Photo Plus, the results that they're getting while still using that same program has put them back in the direction where they want to be. So it's, it's been really cool. And, uh, you, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, I love this community. I've never been a part in a business world of like just a tremendous group of people who all want to learn together. You know, they all want the freedom of this plant to explode everywhere and for it not to be, you know, repressed any way that it has been. I love cultivators. I, I've, I've just, been able to really learn so much from them, different ways of growing, different ways of propagation. And it's just in every market I've been in professionally for our, for ecological labs, you know, being able to launch this product line and really being from the ground up and with cultivators of getting their fingernails dirty has probably been one of the best, best parts highlights of my career. It's, it's, it's great, man. Like, before I started using this, I could I could smell my weed and be like, this is a citrus or this is spicy or fruity, but I can never really like pinpoint what I was smelling. Ever since using this, like not only the smells, but the taste, like I can pinpoint like, oh, that's an orange peel or this is a blueberry muffin. You know, like it 
it just works. It is it is a very good product. It, his shit do be smelling real good when I come over. <laughs> it is. It's pretty good. <laughs> it smells nice. <laughs> I can't wait to roll hanging out in the same room. They will have a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Um, man, you got me. So, like, I, I'll be honest. I ran out of my my last photosynthesis bottle uh, on, when I switched to salts, and I didn't buy any more. So, you've got me wanting to go ahead and just go ahead and put that back into the uh, – into the you know the the normal tool belt. <laughs> yeah the tool well, belt yeah <laughs> how about we do this the three of you yeah. have been awesome to me to bring me on to your forum and have this opportunity to speak to your listeners so you know post this conversation anything the three of you need it's my pleasure on our behalf to send to you what you need to get you going oh. and um i think a very fair thing I, you know i've done you know very, you know podcasts before and you know streaming before and we always like to give something away to the growers so I mean, if it's cool with you, for your listeners, we'd love to, you know, have some type of giveaway, you know, oh, yeah. give me the green Absolutely. light. I mean, I certainly think, why don't we give away to three of your listeners, you know, a complete package of our 32 ounce size of everything. You know, so that would be, you know, if you have picked three winners who listen to this, you know, however you pose the contest, however you want to get listeners to, you know, stream in or listen to your forum, you know, I'll leave it up to you, but I'll donate from us three complete packages for three growers that they would get one bottle and a 32 ounce size of everything we make. So that would be wow. what we wow. would say the photosynthesis plus the Nourishell, the root dip, the vegetable fruit yield enhancer, which we really didn't talk about the Terps plus. And then I have a set of secondary items that because we're a full operating lab, we make them right. But anyone could really, any competent company can make these products. Right. And so they, they don't, so I have pH ups, pH downs, dechlorinators. I have an all-in-one uh, supplement, and I have a vitamins and amino acid supplement. And again, if I was talking to a new grower and I had five minutes, I'm not going to talk about my pH up or down, right? That's the bottom line. You know, mm-hmm. I would have to talk about the Nourishell, the Turks Plus, the Photo Plus, so on and so forth. So a lot of cultivators that are growing specifically even hydroponically that need water treatments, they don't even know we have them, right? And plus they, you know, they come to our website. So I'll include all the secondary set, pH up, pH down, wow. uh, the chlorinator, all in one. So I'll give three sets of the complete line to three listeners of, of yours in the 32-ounce size. I'll ship it directly from Florida to their address. So whenever you run, you know, you know, run this, uh, you'll just get me the addresses. And then, of course, uh, as a thank you for bringing me on and allowing me to you know, tell a little bit of our story and talk about our products, you know, for the three of you, you just give me what you want and we're going to, you know, we're going to get the full microblife going in, you know, in your gardens. That's awesome. Man. That's, that's amazing. That's, dude. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you we what. We're, a, go ahead. Yeah. We'll, we'll get this going right away. We have a discord. The discord's on our site. We have a link to it. Uh, and we have a giveaways channel in there where we do this once in a while. So oh, perfect. we'll go ahead and we're, you know, this episode is going to go up right away. So we'll go ahead and post it in there. So when people hear this, Come check out the Discord, and we will set that up and run that giveaway for a week, so people can enter it, and we can gather all yep. the entrants over the next week, and then yep. pick three. People. However you run it, I leave that to cool. you, folks. However cool. you do it, you just come back and say, "Hey, Brett, we got three grand prize winners. These to the addresses, and I'll ship it out." That's we awesome. You, we will do that. Absolutely, man. Yeah, That's I awesome. love to hear that. That's great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. and if anyone, yeah. and if anyone wants to see our facility, uh, we just yeah. produced a brand new video. It's like a minute and 20 seconds, but it walks you through and it's on our homepage of the website. 
It walks you through from, we tell a story from the lab to producing the product to the fermentation process to the warehouse where it's all stocked and then to shipping out the door. So we, we like to tell a brief story in about a minute and 20 seconds where you'll see where the products are being made. It's not stock image. It's not a stock image of a lab. These are all ecological lab employees. Uh, you know, so we, we like to go that extra mile to prove to anyone who's using our products, whether they're cultivating cannabis or whether they're treating their 20 gallon home aquarium, that the microbes that they're purchasing from us and utilizing for, for, for them, that, you know, that we're, we're a real company. And that's one thing that we're really proud of because, you know, you see a lot of fancy packaging out there, fancy bottles, fancy gimmicks, but you don't know where it's being made. You don't know how it's being made. You don't know if there's cross-contamination. You don't know if there are pathogens. You know, we like to show that this background information to gain the confidence of whoever's using our, our products. Wow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great, man. So, uh, uh let's uh, break off the the uh the work for a minute and i was curious so you said that you've been uh, familiar with cannabis since you were in high school and mm -hmm. no offense but i'm gonna guess early 90s you were in high school yeah i graduated yeah. high school in 99. right on right on um so what my question being uh and i don't mean to poke but uh like what were what was it like the first time you remember having good weed something that you would call good you know like not, and what not until not, not until i got to college yeah. <laughs> right. Not until I got to college. I mean, straight up. Not until I got to college, and of course, being in high school, being young and mature, naive, and in you know, I grew up in New York City. Being here, you know, I mean, it was just a typical, like you said, you know, to get, you know, if you, if you purchased a dime bag in high school, you're looking over your shoulder, you're scared. I mean, I have to tell you, mm -hmm. my life was changed when I started to travel out to California for this market to see what was going out there in Colorado, and I mean, even Oregon. I mean, it changed my being knowing the community that's out there that's you know proponents and positivity around this plant and you know being in you know new york city you know you know i, I mean you weren't getting you know especially us i didn't know where to get at that point i didn't know who i was gonna buy you know buy it from or who was being given so really not until college did i get my first real experience with something that i was like whoa that's different that is beautiful and yeah. it's fantastic but then i have to say probably some of the best that I've ever even, you know, had the blessings to even try. I've come, you know, out of California, uh, Michigan, you know, uh, you know, up, up north in Michigan, uh, Oregon and Colorado. Have, you know, I mean, with some high-end breeders and cultivators getting tours of their facilities. I mean, I've had the, the opportunity to really, you know, sample some really different beautiful exotic strains of cannabis and you know you think back to you know being in high school and you know i hate to say it but go with the dirt that we had i mean oh, who yeah. knows what we were who even knows what we were you know putting in our, in our systems but it wasn't <laughs> until it wasn't until college it wasn't until college until i really experienced something that was like whoa this is this is something nice yeah i would say it was uh similar for me like early 20s i remember getting something where it was like whoa this is weed you know because before that it <laughs> yeah. was just all seeded brick or whatever and occasionally you'd get like something called hydro and that yeah. was like, <laughs> fl like fluffy green kind of you know but yeah 
Yeah, yeah. it's really even when I was in high school and you heard hydro, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, this is hydro. Mm-hmm. You would hear it in either music songs or you know, <laughs> on the street. Oh, this is hydro. I was like, well, what, what is that? And now, obviously, you know, twenty five years later, I I I, I get it. Uh, but I got to tell you personally, you know, from a non professional standpoint, I think one of the events that really changed my outlook on everything regarding this plant was the first Emerald Cup I went to in Santa Rosa. In either, I don't remember if it was 2016 or 2017. And going to an event like that with over 30,000 people on a fairgrounds where it was just all cannabis related and everything was either from outdoor, indoor, you know, edibles to any type of which way to, you know, either say, you know, you know, get the best out of the plant and just seeing all that like-minded people. And it was so peaceful and beautiful. That one event is one of the stories that I tell people actually changed my life, seeing that with my own eyes coming from New York City, where it was just still, you know, looking over your shoulder, looking everywhere. And then to go to an event like that, it was, I mean, probably one of the best events I've ever experienced that opened my eyes to more of the plant. Nice. Nice. See, this is where we need to get like politicians into stuff like that and get their shoes off and get them hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I actually remember our booth was in the Hall of Flowers and we had a nice setup. And coincidentally, behind the, the Hall of Flowers outside was like the EMT section, right? The, the medics. And it was just coincidentally they were there. And every time we went outside to either, you know, take a cell phone call or do a video or just to get some fresh air from the building, you would see the whole group of EMTs just sitting there. They weren't doing anything, right? They had nothing to do. And I remember at one point I said to one one of them, I was just making conversation. If you know, if you haven't heard yet after this conversation, I'm not one for a lack of words. I could talk all day. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I remember I saw a guy standing there and I was like, ah, oh, let me strike up a conversation. And I said, you know, what kind I said, you guys just seem like there's no action. You're just sitting here. And they said, they didn't know my name. They just looked at me. They said, for an event like this, it's peaceful. There's nothing going on. Everyone's hanging out. There's really never an issue conversely to when there's like something else going on and there's alcohol and I'm not saying anything better. They said, you know, that's, that, that's when we're active. Right. And I just, I, that really said something to myself, you know, it's like, you know, you know, this is really not, you know, you know, to go to an event like this, that's just so calm, peaceful. And, and, you know, even the EMTs aboard, you know, they, you know, <laughs> it, it was awesome. Like yeah. I, I came up saying that that's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing. You know, how, you know, this the flower could bring you know really all different demographics and groups of people from all over the place together in a peaceful way is just meaningful it is it, it is amazing thought uh, to be at this because <laughs> everybody at the event is looking at the emergency staff like yeah we don't want an emergency either <laughs> you know yeah, right? yeah nobody's <laughs> gonna do shit <laughs> yeah so, so that, that, that that first time i went that that event blew my mind but um a few events. So, you know, just to, you know, if I don't know if you guys or any of your listeners will be, we're going to be out in Willits, California. I'll be there personally, uh, August, I think it's 9th and 10th. It's a Thursday and a Friday. We have one of our distribution partners that's out there in Willits. They're having one of their events. So a lot of the uh, cultivators come through that they, uh, that they supply our products to and retail stores. So we'll be out in Willits, California, uh, in August. And then we're actually going back to the MJ BizCon, which is in Las Vegas at the end of November that spills into like the first day of December. So if any of your listeners happen to be walking any of those events, come see us. I'll be there with, you know, with some of my teammates and uh, 
we'll be able to talk. Cool, man. Nice. Yeah, right. Very cool. Yeah. So do, do you uh, do you grow or have you? Uh, have you ever had a room or a tent or anything? The answer is in college, we had some fun. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we had some, I mean, as far as like, oh, you know, like before any tents were ever manufactured, the mylar right. rolls going up down the side, the light on the chain pulling it up. And we did not do anything good. It was, right? yeah. it was yeah. just, you know, you know, it wasn't anything to, to brag about. But uh, at this current point, I have to be honest and say, no, I'm not growing anything at the moment. And, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I just enjoy, you know, the, the, the benefits of the plant and the community. But right now, no, I am not currently growing. We find what's, that the, uh, what's the legalities of that in New York? I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, I hear things all the time. It's all over the place. You hear one thing on the news, the next day you hear something bad, and it's it's been a very unique rollout where they gave a lot of the counties opportunities, you know, to be able to pull out of the program. And a lot of a lot of counties and and the towns within the county said we're going to pull out. We don't want any stores in our neighborhoods. And then I just say, you know, this is ridiculous. But um, they they awarded recently. Uh, well, not recently, but you know they, they've announced the the few hundred licenses that they gave out to commercial growers within New York State, from where I am downstate, you know, outside of New York City on Long Island, all the way through Western New York and Buffalo. So it, you know it, it's happening, but I don't think it's as as efficient. Or if they learned, you know, from states that might have done it well, or if they took too many different components from many different states where it's not happening you know, smoothly enough. But I'm just happy that at this point and with politics and with how slow things could be to get through on laws passed, I, I have to be honest. I mean, I, could it be going quicker or more efficient? Sure. But the fact that, you know, medicinal is legal here, uh, you know, is, is on board. Recreational is on, you know, is on board. Decriminalization is on board. I mean, it's still movement. It might not be moving as fast as you want it to be, but when you still have uh, the population as deep as it is here and, you know, still the misunderstanding of the plant, as much as I would like to say it's much further along, I'm very appreciative that we're somewhere. Yeah, right on. I, I, I'd rather I'd rather small movement than no movement at all. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like, uh, I mean, I'm got to admit I'm not anti-capitalist or anything, but I, I think we can like... Uh, keep the integration with this plant in our lives in the way that it should be and sort of ride capitalism and, and let that bring it into the federal government sort of because once they see the money and the money is sort of if you want to like say libertarian terms like the market speaking you know people are like i want this and so you would think that they would listen most states have but it still blows my mind some of these states that aren't catching up it's like uh They'll figure yeah. it out, maybe. It's unreal. We'll find out. Oh, I don't even feel like from a morality, like I do personally feel like the plant should just be legal mm-hmm. and not even like be on the law. That's my personal opinion. But I'm also like sort of dumbfounded that all the money that they're ignoring, <laughs> you know. So yeah. anyway, yeah. You know, curious. The, one, the one thing that I just look at too, as we do not do as we move forward with the path of acceptance and legalization of cannabis so to speak you know and of course as already as some of these massive companies will get into it and and i'm sure you know i'm sure they already have their turnkey operations just to get going on the mass scale 
of course, that will, you know, affect quality of the product. So, yeah. you know, I always, yep. I always see the, the premier cultivators or new cultivators coming into wanting to grow to make sure that they are, you know, really getting the best out of their genetics and not just putting out, you know, mass produced flour. I'll always see this, the, the craft side of the business to be something very important for us. Because, you know, it's nice, you know, to get an account or to get a huge commercial operation to want to use your product. And I know if operation is using our product, they're conscious about putting out something good, not something just mass produced. Right. So the ones that aren't using it, you know, I'm just I, I just hate to see, you know, basic, you know, flour just go out there on the mass production and like really craft quality. So one of our internal mantras are, you know you could grow at mass scale with craft quality when you use our products. That's like, you know, that's what we talk about internally a lot of, you know, you could grow on a huge scale and maintain craft quality if you're using our products because it'll bring out the best in the plant and the genetics. Yeah. That's really cool. And yeah, I, I agree on your point on like the, uh, the commercial industry sort of getting it well, we can see it already happening and they're kind of ruining the gene pool too, uh, in, in, in a sense, or at least it's in progress. So now like to try to get some variety and to get some, some potency, you know, and some vigor in these plants, cause everybody in another five to 10 years, there's going to be very few seeded lines left and everybody's just going to be running off of clones. And at that point, you know, like this is a whole side discussion, but it made me, th- what you said made me think of that. Like, um, yeah, that's one of the commercial downfalls I think that we got to like keep an eye out for basically. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. Like uh, uh, um, that is not to talk shit on quality medicine. I mean, like you're saying, if you can take a commercial crop and up the quality of it, why should we not be doing that? You know, cause that's, exactly. what, that's not what people are getting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things we try and even price ourselves right where any size grower or mass scale cultivator, big corporation, would say, you know what, you know, you know, when you're when you're at that scale, you're looking at the bottom line, you're looking at every penny that you could save to increase your revenue or your profits. So you might have some mass cultivated say, well, you know, any the less that we need to use as an input, the better it is. So they might say, you know what, your microbes sound great and we love the process and we know how great they work, but we don't want to invest the additional money into it. And, you know, I respect that side because that's a business decision and I understand that, but I just know internally the quality, you know, is going to be affected by them making that decision. So, you know, when we, when we deal with a large size cultivator that is using our product, it's even more meaningful because they care about what they're putting out. Totally. Yeah. Right on. And I I like it for uh, like some of the points we made about home growers. Uh, For me, I'm seeing it as sort of a stepping stone into organics which is cool because you're probably familiar with like Korean natural farming. And we just had a guest on last week, uh, OK Calix, who does uh, like full closed loop organic farming where he makes everything. So mm-hmm. that idea appeals to me. So I wanted to play with that. But uh, to get the foot in the door, you know, that's where I was like looking for a microbial based product and found yours. And oh, I think oh. for people who might live in an environment where they don't have a yard or they don't have somewhere outside where they can make all this organic stuff they can they can use these products and still get the same results or you know similar results in a small space it's pretty cool i gotta i gotta yeah. hire the three of you you guys are fantastic i mean that that is exactly <laughs> what we try to achieve 
Even that grower that doesn't have the access to land or the soil. Heck, if you're in Manhattan and you're growing in one of your buildings, you know, a high rise you live in or an apartment you live in, you could still really amp up your soil and grow medium just by using our product alone. It right really will, will give it a, 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 a legitimate, valuable boost. Cool. I'm, I'm should, excited to use it again. I really am. Hell yeah. <laughs> we should hey. tell people too, like Early Bird said, we're not shilling like this wasn't paid or anything. We just really like no. this. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. You know, no, this is not paid at all. It's my pleasure to be here. You know, any any time that we're invited to be on a forum like yours, we really take the opportunity. We want to spend the time, you know, to explain ourselves, the technology, you know, really who we're about as a company. And uh, again, you know, we are a family owned and operated business. My father and uncle who founded the place in 1976, they are both semi-retired, but still very much involved with the business. Uh, I have, you know, there are four second generation uh, cousins involved uh, that are all in the business, including myself. Uh, recently, we took on a new CEO with an acumen from the crop ag world that is outrageous, that's helping us get to new places that we couldn't get before. So, but we, we maintain our family roots. We have employees that have been with us for 30 years, 35 years, 40 years. Crap, we still have the employees that will come to me. And I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be 42. Brad, I remember when your mother went to the hospital when you were being delivered. You know, I mean, <laughs> we really, you know, I yeah. still get that story a lot. So, you know, we, we are a lucky company to have the people who we have that work for us. And, you know, again, I have to give them a lot of love and respect because, you know, the, the microbes in the consortium is wonderful, but without them producing it, making it, packing it, warehousing it, you know, and doing all the coordination, you know, with registrations and shipping it out, you know, you're really nothing without your team. And we really consider ourselves like a true family. Everyone's been with us for so many, for so many years. And if you're with us, you're probably with us for life. And, uh, you know, we have a really great team and we're very fortunate. Listen, you know, to be successful in business, you need to have a product that works. That's that's number one. You need to work your ass off no matter what. You gotta work hard, nothing comes easy. And then you also need a little bit of luck, let's be honest, right? You can have the greatest product in the world, but sometimes, you know, it'll never make the light of day for whatever reason. Yep. So, you know, we try and work hard. We try and be stewards to the environment. Uh, we, we try to explain in the best way we can biology and microbes. You know, it's very easy to say, hey, I like that shirt. I'll take it in the large and I'll take it in blue, white, and black. I like it done. You know, for someone to pick up a bottle of microbes in a grow shop and say, what is this? What is it doing? Why do I need this? It's complicated. It's not easy. So to try and sell microbes, you know, it, it, it's a hard thing to do. But once any end user uses the product, then they get it and they're usually a customer for life. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Totally. And people can, like I said, the only reason I stopped using it was because I switched to salts. Cause I was like, well, let me just, you know, just try this first and then maybe I'll incorporate it back. So you came back at the right time. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. I'm, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad to, be, I'm glad yeah. to be here. I am. I really, I love doing these sorts of, uh, you know, shows and, you know, meeting new people and, you know, being able to just assist. I mean, even if no one ever buys any of our products from it, and just to be able to have the conversation or to be yeah. able to explain whether they choose to use someone else's microbes. So that's the fact that they understand that microbes are important. That's meaningful to me, you know? So we're, we're really oh, yeah. always about education and uh, 
validating why microbes, you know, are the source of life. They are the beings of, you know, of who we are as, you know, environment. So whether they choose to use an ecological or microbe life, hydro microbe, or they say, you know what, I'm going to go with another company for whatever reason, that's fine, right? That's why, you know, there are different choices out there for different people. But the, the main takeaway is, you know, microbes are important, you know, and, you know, we try and work with all the other companies out there, even if there are the microbial companies, you know, if we could work together and just build up, you know, the platform of why microbes are needed, you know, it'll be better for everyone. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Damn right. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good uh, note to leave it on. Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah, I am right, man. Appreciate yeah, sure. it. Listen, I appreciate the three of you. You know, if there are questions, if there are follow-ups after this, if any of your listeners are on the Discord, you know, you know, have questions, they could reach out to us. They could DM us on our mm-hmm. Instagram. They could come right to us um, on our website. And, you know, we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll answer your questions. If there's any concerns, anything, any, you know, how do I implement in my system? You know, we'll answer you. We'll answer you. We will answer your listeners. So awesome. again, I appreciate right. you three of you and, uh, you know, let's have some fun with the, uh, the contest. See what Absolutely. Yeah. That, uh, we'll end off with that. So like, uh, I guarantee most of the people that hear this are going to come to the discord and register but uh come to the discord check out the giveaways channel and uh it'll be right there uh we'll make sure that it's visible and uh we'll put it up for a week so everybody has a week to enter and then we'll set Perfect. it for three three winners Sweet. yeah sounds good right on all right yeah all right brett well thank you guys yep. thank you for your time appreciate right you sir thank peace you all have a great week peace you too peace happy july boy Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. <laughs> See y'all later. Thank you for listening to Crafting Cannabis. Follow us on Instagram at Crafting Cannabis Podcast or visit our website at craftingcannabispodcast.com.